Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Talk Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Uh, a big week in football. Obviously, we've had some uh, incredibly different results in the Premier League over the last weekend in the Champions League. So much to talk about. The champions of Bayern Munich out of the Champions League at the hands of Paris Saint-Germain. Is this PSG's year? That is the question. Can't wait to chat about it. By the way, if you have something to say, I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, let's talk football. Of course, the Premier League is hot and heavy as we get down into the <clears throat> final handful of games. Literally, oh my goodness, where did the season go? And the tables are shaping up for a very interesting finish. Big shocker over the weekend as Leeds United beat Man City at home. Doesn't really change the outcome of the title race, although Man United do have a game in hand on City. Uh, if they were to win that, that would take them to 66 points and still be, uh, you know, eight points behind uh, City for the title race. So I, I don't think we have any fundamental changes in the title races as a result of this uh, loss to Leeds United, but it certainly was interesting and a big win for Leeds. Uh, Leicester City lose to West Ham. Let's talk about that. Liverpool get a big win over Aston Villa. Chelsea get a big win over Crystal Palace. And further down the table, where things get really interesting, by the way, we definitely have to talk about Tottenham Hotspur's loss to Man United. Is this the swan song of Jose Mourinho? Fulham give up the points to Wolves. Newcastle get a well-needed win against Burnley. Uh, it is all shaping up very nicely. There really is so much to talk about in the Premier League. All right. Um, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is great to have you with me Monday through Friday. That is 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific. And it is 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're listening on Sports Overnight America. I'm going to go to break and be right back to kick it all off here on World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio. Well, the Masters are finally over. And there was a surprise result in the Masters. I don't know if you had uh, Hideki down to win the Masters, but he did. Big shock there. But I know you'd listen to me, and if you were going to bet, make that bet, you went over to Bet Online because if you want to bet the Masters golf, or you want to bet the Champions League, or the Premier League, or the National Hockey League, or the NBA, or the college sports, whatever you want to do, there is no better place to go to have a little wager or two than my good friends at betonline.ag. Head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, look, there are a lot of sites that you can go bet. I thoroughly recommend betonline.ag. These guys are top-notch. 
They're as reliable as you can get. They're as honest as you can get. Uh, personally, I'm not, they're not only my sponsor, but I also use the site and have for many years. So betonline.ag, your online sportsbook expert. Well, before we get to the results in the Premier League, the Champions League, and all that good stuff, let's talk about some issues going on in the world of football. And let's start, shall we, with Tottenham Hotspur, who had a shock loss uh, only because of the way they kind of capitulated at the end to Man United over the weekend, where they really looked second-rate, second-best, lack of inspiration, lack of belief. They really just sort of looked like they're punching the clock to get through the season, which for a team like Tottenham with those sorts of players is all wrong, especially with a manager like Jose Mourinho, who one would expect when you're playing for a manager who is uh, the, to use an American term that I absolutely hate, the winningest manager currently managing in football, <clears throat> you would think you would have just a little bit more motivation. Uh, so the question is, what's going on there? And Harry Kane is talking about leaving and said if he were to leave Tottenham, it would be one of the two Manchester clubs. I don't see Kane at United. I could see Kane at City. If you're Harry Kane, would you want to play for Solskjaer or would you want to play for Guardiola? I think you probably want to play for Guardiola. But is this, if Kane leaves Tottenham, Tottenham are in big trouble. He is one of the duo of really solid, amazing players at Tottenham. When he leaves, they're going to be in trouble because they are not successful enough to attract the attention of the truly biggest names in the game they're going to need. Plus, Daniel Levy isn't going to splash the cash. I mean, we know that. We've seen that. And if he does splash the cash, he's not going to pay the wages. So it's sort of a double whammy. Um, and that does not bode well for Tottenham Hotspur, despite having the most glorious of stadiums in probably all the football right now. So um, we'll have to keep that our eye on that very closely. It's not like the situation, for example... In PSG, where Neymar's decided that, you know, after all the discussions of should I stay or should I go, his heart is now in Paris, and uh, he feels very comfortable staying at PSG. Of course, probably the only people willing to pay his paycheck, but the question I'm going to ask is, if PSG, you know, don't make it through to win, to lift the big trophy, the trophy with the big ears this year, uh, are they going to have that sort of money that they need to retain a Neymar? come next season that is the question um united uh there are discussions and this is being reported by calcio mercato which is an italian paper uh that united are interesting in re-signing cristiano ronaldo i suppose this is the same sort of idea that you know a 36 year old is going to re-sign with his old club similar to the talk going on around liverpool that luis suarez is going to come back sort of for his final swan song at liverpool i'd say take that with a grain of salt um, it may be more likely that Ronaldo would like to come to uh, the more American of destinations for his uh, career swan, swan song. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. United and Chelsea are also interested in Paolo uh, Dybala, who is a terrific, terrific player. Plays for Juventus, if you haven't seen him play. I'm a huge fan. He's an Argentine. And he is just in the peak of his career at 27. I have to think Dybala would be a better fit at Chelsea than United. Mind you, I think everybody would be a better fit somewhere other than United because of my own personal preferences. You guys know that. But I do I do think Dybala would be a better fit for Tuchel. And 
I would not be surprised uh, to see that happening. Also being reported, and these are great stories, by the way. This is what I love. As the season sort of winds to an end, we start speculating and prognosticating around Spurs is the idea that they have identified Nuno Espirito Santos, who's the, the coach of Wolves, the manager of Wolves right now, uh, as a potential replacement for Mourinho. Uh, look, I have difficulty, great difficulty, in seeing Mourinho staying at Spurs uh, by mutual agreement. They have underperformed horribly this season. Um, Daniel Levy has not backed Mourinho with any real cash in the transfer market. So I think there's probably a level of dissatisfaction on both ownership and management side with each other. And to be fair, if you're carving up a slice of blame pie, just cut it right in half. Half goes to Mourinho, half goes to Daniel Levy, and there you have your reasons that Tottenham are struggling. So it may be sort of one of these mutual agreements. We agree to love each other, but we cannot agree to you know work for each other, uh, that that situation may very likely come to an end. Is Nuno Espirito Santo the kind of guy that would, that would be a fit at Tottenham? I don't know. This season at Wolves has been so incredibly disappointing. I think if this, if we've been talking about this happening at the end of last season, I think it would be likely a lot more realistic than it happening this at the end of this season, only because Wolves have, quite frankly, had an awful bloody season full of ups and downs. Yes, they've had injuries, but most clubs have had their injuries. They have at times not seemed to play as nearly as well as they did last season. So I would wonder that Daniel Levy would want to hire Nuno Espirito Santos. However, you know, it all comes down to the money. He would be a name, quote-unquote, that could be had uh, relatively, uh, relatively inexpensively, as opposed to getting, you know, the big-name managers out there, and I'm not sure who they are. Although maybe, maybe Steve Bruce will be available. <laughs> At the end of the year. Oh, God. No one would want to sign Steve Bruce if you actually have any, any self-respect whatsoever. A uh, couple other quick stories. Uh, Real Madrid say they are going to keep killing him. Uh, they are going to manage to get Mbappe this summer from uh, PSG. But, you know, I just wonder if Real Madrid, uh, if that is an enticing enough Prospect. Not that Real Madrid isn't, you know, one of the one of the premier clubs historically and currently in the world, but you know, Mbappe is a PSG, and they're, they're likely going to have a lot of success at the end of this year. I think PSG would be my favourites right now to win the Champions League. If they win the Champions League, I'm not sure Mbappe is going to leave. He may want to do it again, but certainly his value is going to skyrocket. And I sometimes wonder if Real Madrid can actually come up with that money to hire to sign an Mbappe. Um, Barcelona looks like they may move in for Aguero from City, who, as we know, will be leaving at the end of this year. If you think about it, I think Aguero is like 32 or 33. I think that's a terrific signing for Barcelona. Aguero is a pure goal scorer. The slightly slower pace of La Liga would suit him well. His skills would be on display. He'd be around other great players. I think that would be an excellent move for Aguero. And I fully expect to see that happen. And I wonder if that would be his preferred destination. Let's take a whip around, see if there's any more stories that are of interest. There are, of course, a lot of them, by the way. Um, 
But I tell you what, let's put a line underneath this and uh, get ready to go to break. And when we come back, let's take a look at the Premier League, see where things are. Don't worry, we will absolutely get into the Champions League. But let's talk Premier League football after the break here on World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I do have a little programming note, which I'll get to after the break. So stay with me. Be right back after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. It's time to make your outdoor experiences all that much better with Kyanon. Kyanon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics, and that makes their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger plus the Italian handcrafted frames that are almost impossible to scratch. Head over to Kynon.com, K-A-E-N-O-N, Kynon.com. Use the exclusive code KynonCast15 and receive 15% off your first pair. That's KynonCast15. Get 15% off your first pair of sunglasses. Kynon, clearly better, as is World Soccer Radio, clearly better. One of the things that I talk about on this show is that I really enjoy it when you participate in the show and there's a lot of things you can do you can talk football to me you can tell me you know what you like what you hate you know all the all the usual stuff right but I do ask you to reach out to me uh, on Facebook and um, and talk to me or Twitter and I got some really interesting responses over the weekend from some <clears throat> excuse me from some listeners to the show who are telling me, and I'm looking them up right now so that I can name them by name because, you know, well, hey, uh, here we go. Mario Perry writes to me. And if you remember, I was playing the bumper music. That, of course, was The Clash, Janie Jones. Or was it The Stranglers? We did The Stranglers uh, this intro. It was either The Stranglers or The Clash. I forget. I'm old. I forget, like, what happened two minutes ago. Uh, but I said, send me a suggestion. So uh, Mario wants to uh, me to do Supersonic by Oasis, uh, the opening for the for one of the segment intros. Uh, Mario, we were unable to get that lined up for you today, but never fear. Either tomorrow or Friday, you can listen intently, and you will hear a Supersonic by Oasis. If you have something you'd like to hear on the show or a comment you'd like to make, who's your favorite team, who's your least favorite team, mine's Man United, in case you didn't know, uh, let me know. Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, the more you participate, the better and more fun uh, the show is. That is the God's honest truth. Man City going to win the title, hands down, this season. I am wondering if Man City could beat a really focused PSG in the Champions League, who they may very well meet in the semifinals. I have to look and see how that works. Or the finals, certainly. And I have to think that is going to be a coin flip. 
because I think Man City are, in terms of top to bottom, a better team than PSG. But in terms of the sort of top creme de la creme portion of the team, I would tend to edge PSG. I mean, you can't turn your back on a Neymar and an Mbappe uh, and uh, be be taken seriously. I mean, those are two of the best players in the world. I am not the biggest Neymar fan. I have not been a huge Neymar fan, really. I I have never really been a huge Neymar fan. He is an intensely sublime and skilled player. There is just something about Neymar and the big game that seems to elude him. And if he can put that ghost to rest this year in the Champions League. It will go a long way to cementing the sort of legacy that I think Neymar and Neymar's ardent supporters feel he should have. He is a wonderful player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here telling you Neymar's not a great player. He is indeed a great player. But, you know, are you mentioning a Neymar in the Ronaldo and the Messi breath? Uh, You're not. I don't think he's... I mean, he's good, but is he is he is he that good? I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Mbappe, on the other hand, this guy is pure, unbridled talent. He is going to be one of the truly exciting, game-changing, legendary players of the future. I mean, he is fundamentally that now, but. You know, he has a long career ahead of him if he can steer clear of injury. He is a fabulous player. And to have two of those guys on PSG alone is impressive enough. And yes, the rest of the team isn't too shabby either. But I think if you were to sort of average players top to bottom across PSG and across Man City, I think you would come very, very close to equal. But I think in terms of depth of squad and talent of depth of squad, I would tend to think Man City would edge them. How would that play over, you know, over a semi-final and a final or a final? It means slightly less, to be honest with you. Uh, once you kind of got there, uh, that is really the opportunity for your team and for your big names to shine, to come forth, to show why they generate and deserve the accolades and the big bucks. Uh, that will be fascinating to see. I really don't think that um, Madrid are that good. And yeah, I mean, getting by Liverpool was one thing. I, I don't think Liverpool are that good right now either, to be honest with you. Or Chelsea, uh, as much as I like Chelsea. I think this is clearly coming down to me to a, you know, two-horse race. Is it going to be City? Is it going to be PSG? Those are the two that are going to win the Champions League. If you look around, though, and we we entered this discussion by looking at the Premier League, I think City will win the domestic treble this year. They're going to win the league. They're going to win the FA Cup. They're going to win the League Cup. If they could pull off the quadruple, that would be, to me, one of the greatest achievements in global football. And if you think about the way City have built the team, 
And yeah, we could talk about financial fair play and all the money that came in and, you know, they had a sort of advantage and the big teams that had all the money investments sort of shut the door behind them. We, we can talk about all that and, and financial fair play or the morphing of financial fair play, because it is sort of changing as it goes on, is certainly something that I think is worthy of discussion. But if you look at what City and their ownership group have done in terms of trophies, in terms of quality of play, in terms of activation in the community, in terms of actually building a club rather than just building a first team, I don't think you could get a better example than what you've seen at Manchester City. And the chickens have come home to roost. The chickens of success. The investment was made and was invested well. And you are seeing that in Manchester City, year in, year out, being the team to beat, not just now, but the team to beat for the future. It used to be it was United, it was, it was, it was United, or it was Arsenal, or it was whoever. Honestly, City are the gold standard of football clubs right now. So, they will win the Premier League. United will likely come second in the Premier League, and that would be, for me, a great story for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Really a, done a terrific job. And I think, do I think he's technically a, a, a good coach and manager? I don't, you know. I think he's learning. I think he's a smart guy. But I don't think strategically and tactically he is really nearly as good as the other managers, many of the other top-tier managers in the Premier League, including Jose Mourinho. But what Solskjaer has is an ability to connect with his players. And I think if you look around the league, you can talk about Klopp, who has an incredible ability to connect with his players. You can talk about uh, Guardiola has an incredible ability. I think, you know, I, I really honestly think Brendan Rodgers does as well. Certainly Bielsa at Leeds does. But I don't think there's a manager in the league that is as connected, as plugged in as Solskjaer is to the players at United. They took a squad that is, in fairness, fairly ordinary plus, I would say. And they added a couple of great players, Bruno Fernandes being one. Cavani's been a sort of a revelation as this sort of fireman who sort of came in in this role to come in and, and, and score goals and be a kind of a super sub situation. <clears throat> I'd say he's baby-faced assassin as a, as a, uh, a tribute to uh, Solskjaer, but Cavani is certainly not that. <laughs> he looks more like a serial killer. <laughs> but um, I, really, I think Solskjaer has done a great job, and I think the addition of those two players is really what's turned it around at United. So I expect them to continue to do well. I think the key for me is going to be where do United go from here? How do they crack on from here? What do they need to do to really make an assault at the pinnacle of the Premier League, because I don't think they have the squad for that. I also think next year you're going to see teams like Liverpool doing a lot better than they did this year, and I think that top five or top six is going to be very, very competitive. And if you want to add Tottenham and Everton and Arsenal to it, you're looking at nine teams right now in the Premier League that with some investment, with some changes... 
with a little tweakage here and there, could definitely compete for the title. I expect Liverpool to have a lot more to say about it than they did this season. I expect Arsenal will have as little to say about it next season as they did this season. I think Arsenal Football Club are a discussion for another time about a once great club that now has become a shadow of its former self. All right, let's pick this discussion up on the other side of the break. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. You're listening to us on Sirius XM and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, as well as Sirius XM, uh, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, and we're talking to all of our men and women in uniform around the world on the American Forces Network. It's great to be with you, and if you miss any part of the show, you can always check us out on our podcast. So head over to our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, and... Um, subscribe you can also find us on uh, itunes stitcher you know all the usual spotify all the usual suspects uh but go check out the believe network because they've got some really great shows on there including a lot of football content uh speaking of football content before we continue our discussion about the premier league wanted to quickly uh talk about the situation with uh, sacramento being falling out of favor so to speak with major league soccer now discussions about uh phoenix and las vegas as being the next potential MLS expansion markets. Uh, how do you feel about that? I'd love to know. Send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, you know, I, th- I, mean, I live here in Las Vegas, so we do have the Allegiant Stadium, which looks like the world's largest Roomba. And I would imagine if uh, MLS is going to come to Las Vegas despite their protestations over the last two decades that all expansion teams have to have a downtown stadium and uh, within walking distance and uh, they don't want to share with you know with um, with NFL teams and big stadiums well Atlanta United changed that perspective for the league which I think is a good perspective because you know you can get lightning to strike once or maybe even twice uh, in areas like Seattle and Portland. Uh, but to get it, uh, to make that your blueprint for a sport that is not uh, the type of sport that garners the same interest as, say, NFL does. Uh, if, In other words, if I were to say to, <clears throat> for example, a city, Sacramento, for example, we're going to have an NFL team here. Uh, those people would be bending over backwards to build you a large stadium and have the taxpayer pay for it. Or maybe not quite as virulently as they used to in the new market. Major League Soccer doesn't quite evoke that same reaction in all markets. In some, it certainly does, uh, but not in all of them. And the fact that here in Las Vegas, we have a nearly brand new, well, basically a brand new stadium uh, for the Raiders to play in uh, that has yet to see fans enter it due to the pandemic. It is covered. It is climate controlled. And in Las Vegas, you're going to need that, <coughs> obviously, as we have our a patented 117 degree days, it's not really the type of um, scenario where you want to be playing uh, football outdoors for any extended period of time. So uh, that's something to think about. But 
Sacramento is no longer a uh, very hot market for them because, you know, the Don, he starts liking things a little bit less when the 200 million uh, evaporates and he has to work a little harder for it. Uh, the mayor of, of Sacramento has been very interested and, um, uh, shall we say, uh, amenable to having a team but they have to find some new investors. And, and I don't know how M how long MLS will give it. What market would you like to see next for Major League Soccer? Let me know. Send me a tweet, at uh, Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We will talk MLS expansion a little bit more uh, as we go along. Uh, anyhow, <coughs> let's get back to... Uh, the other, uh, the the European football, because that is the uh, biggest, best, and most expensive league on the planet. Liverpool knocked out of the Champions League by Real Madrid again. When Liverpool needed it, their forwards were not able to put the ball in the back of the net. This has been a consistent problem with Liverpool all season. I don't know what the solution is. The primary scorer of the last few games has been Diogo Jota, who's finally returned from injury. But Salah and Mane and Firmino are not the threat they used to be. So you have Man City, who knocked out Borussia Dortmund. You have Real Madrid. You have PSG. And you have Chelsea in the semifinals of the Champions League. Two English clubs. It's going to be absolutely scintillating to watch this tournament unfold to a conclusion through the semifinals and the finals. These are great clubs. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, disappointments, obviously, for Barcelona. Disappointments for Bayern Munich. Disappointments for Liverpool. The list goes on. Disappointment for Juventus. I suppose suppose if you had to choose what would what teams would surprise you that are in the semifinals, I, I, I'm gonna list it in order. Surprise number one is Chelsea. Surprise number two, probably Real Madrid, because they've had such an up and down season. Uh, you know, they've had trouble in La Liga, and they finally got their act together, and they're sort of a team in a rebuilding uh, mode somewhat. Uh, but really, they've come together at the right time, and we talk about momentum all the time. I don't think it's there's a bigger example of the power of momentum than what you're getting with Real Madrid uh, in the Champions League. So I still think it's going to come down to either PSG or Man City. And you will have to excuse me because I don't remember who's going to be playing who or how, how that's going to draw out. But we are going to uh, find out. Uh, PSG are going to face City. So that really is the final. I predict Real Madrid will beat Chelsea in the semifinals. Sorry, Chelsea fans, I, I just do. The real final is the semifinal on the other side where PSG are going to play City. 
clearly the two best teams in the tournament are going to duke it out in the semis. I am going to predict Manchester City are going to face Real Madrid in the final of the Champions League. And if I had to pick between Real Madrid and Manchester City, I have to pick Manchester City. The best they've ever done, uh, the semifinals in 2016. They uh, were eliminated in the quarterfinals last year against Lyon. Uh, they, have, they are unbeaten this season in the Champions League, which is really quite something when you think it. And really, if you're going to look at the incredible players at City, I think you have to look at De Bruyne and his continuous... Um, his continuous contribution to the success of the team. Uh, you know, PSG, uh, they, they lost three games over the course of the tournament. They won on away goals against Bayern Munich. And I just think that this team, as good as they are, with as wonderful players as they have, as I mentioned earlier, and a great manager in Pochettino, by the way. I mean, the fact that you've got Pochettino versus Guardiola is uh, really pretty stunning when you think about it. I mean, that is kind of like the dream managerial matchup, is it not? I'm going to give the... Uh, I'm definitely going to give the edge there to uh, uh, to Guardiola. And, and again, in the... Uh, you know, you, you've got uh, Zidane at uh, Madrid. You know, they, they lost two, they drew two in their uh, in their march to the semifinals. Uh, but they did pick up momentum, as I talked about, and got better and better as the tournament went on. And in terms of domestically, the same thing has happened for them. In, for, in terms of Chelsea... Well, they went out last year in the round of 16 against Bayern Munich. Boy, how those times have changed. I mean, they, have, they were almost perfect in the group stage. Uh, I thought they were very clinical in their dispatch of Porto and Atletico. And, and the thing about it is they've got players that are coming to the forefront. And if there's any ever a time when you're going to look at a managerial change and say, wow, that was spot on. You're going to look at the, uh, at, the, at the firing of Lampard and the hiring of Tuchel and what he has done since he has arrived at that club. And remember, this is a guy that went to the finals last year with PSG. And I want to say he won it with Dortmund in 2017, but I may be wrong. So, at Chelsea, you have a convergence of young players starting to find themselves, coming back from injury, getting that confidence, doing well in the league, doing extremely well in the Champions League, to the semifinals, a chance for another European Cup. It's going to be fascinating to see. Look, quite honestly, I mean, it's entirely possible that Chelsea could beat Real Madrid in the semifinals and we could have an all-English final again. That's what's so nice 
Uh, we're going to look at some of the odds uh, later on in the week, courtesy of betonline.ag, and um, see what the bookmakers and professionals, see who they think is going to have the edge. All right, uh, I know I was going to talk more Premier League. Don't worry about it. We got we can talk lots of Premier League because uh, we got big weekend, of course, uh, coming up in the Premier League uh, this weekend as well. But the Premier League is certainly fascinating, and you have to kind of go down to the two big races. Who's going to finish top four? And if I were to, and if you know, if you told me before the season that West Ham and Leicester would be in the top four and really competing week in and week out. And right now on form, you have to say West Ham are in better form than Leicester City are. Leicester City are kind of having one of those uh, late-season swoons a bit, although they have lost to West Ham, and they did lose to Man City. So, you know, it's not like they're losing to Burnley's or Wolves. And coming up next, all of these teams have fairly soft opponents. Chelsea are playing Brighton. West Ham playing uh, West Ham are playing Newcastle, uh, Leicester playing West Brom, C- uh, United are playing Burnley, and uh, City are playing Aston Villa. So it's unlikely, but not impossible. But it's unlikely we're going to see much movement in terms of changing of positions for the Champions League spots. And in the relegation zone, well, let's talk about that a bit more on Friday. It's getting a little bit more interesting. Um, West Brom putting on a late-season surge. Could West Brom's success be a disaster for Newcastle United? We'll find out. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I hope you'll make me a regular part of your week. In the meantime, find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. We are presented to you by Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I'm going to take a break and be right back to wrap it up here on World Soccer Radio. Uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Once again, love to hear from you. You know where to find me, Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash, world, uh, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've been talking to you about the NWSL a little bit, the uh, women's football. And uh, it's, uh, the season certainly started off with a bang, uh, to say the least, as the ladies have been getting into it. You know, in, uh, in English football, when uh, two players get in each other's faces, it's called handbags. Uh, I'm not going to say that for the ladies' game. Uh, But it's getting pretty exciting. And, you know, I've been telling you that that is likely the next high growth area of the sport here in the United States. And a lot of people listen to me and think I'm full of it. But trust me, trust me, I do know what I'm talking about. And that is definitely where it's going to be. By the way, oddsmakers have LAFC as the favorites to lift the MLS Cup. Boy, the Galaxy fading to oblivion very quickly, right? All right, I will be back on the air with you tomorrow at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, on the show. Hope you will join me. 
Once again, love to hear from you. Let's con- let's continue our look at the relegation zone in the Premier League. Talk about a little more of, you know, I, I just can't believe if Newcastle escaped the drop, and I don't want them to be relegated. I tell you, uh, never has a less deserving team stayed in the Premier League. At least West Brom have managed to put together a couple of back-to-back wins. Call it unfair if you must. Call it, call me uh, mean if you must. But until you can get a better manager than Steve Bruce, you're going to be in trouble. Okay, that's going to wrap up the show. I want to thank everyone involved, the fine people at SiriusXM, and of course, master control over at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, uh, Scott Cuddy, Darren Peck, Ron Burrell, the great people over there. It's always wonderful bringing the show. Hope you will support the network and our sponsors, betonline.ag. Of course, till tomorrow, folks, have a great night. Drop my truck midway to the motorway station. Fairlink was coming up on the left hand side. Headlight shining, driving rain on the winter frame. Little young lady started stitching her ride. And it's a two, four, six, eight, and it's too late. Me and my radio fucking on through the night. Three, five, seven, nine, on the work line. Motorway sun coming. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.